2: with Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, November 15th, 2018, season 14, episode number 81. Welcome to another edition of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star Talking Cowboys football for
3: Where's that energy, minutes. Dave? Where's that energy?
2: I haven't even said anything yet. How do you know I don't have it?
3: Well, you just started right <laughs> How off you know? the bat yesterday. How do you know? Just make it. I sure. got
4: energy out the wazoo <laughs> today. I like it. I actually like this. Let's keep it going. Like this is good. We've done eighty one of these shows since March.
2: Yes. Oof. yes. Since April. April. Whatever. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. And we still got a lot to go. Yeah. We, we are go. only halfway, halfway through, through the season. season. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, You're right.
3: That was cute. And we yeah,
2: haven't and even because talked about like a married couple. Stop it. And we haven't <laughs> even we haven't even talked about playoffs.
5: Playoffs? playoffs? Well, playoffs. we can if they win this game. Can we? Yes. Wow. I was gonna say that till okay. Friday, but I just jumped right in with it. Didn't we
4: talk about them like Tuesday anyway? They'll or make they the playoffs if
5: they win this game. That's wow. that's, my, that's my opinion. Wow. They will make the playoffs
3: just based on this one.
5: Yeah, this is the swing game. This is the this is that game that they didn't win last year. That Atlanta won, and it kind of propelled them. I'm not saying it's exactly the same.
4: Didn't we say Washington was the swing game like three weeks ago? Well,
5: you have to win that one. Well, I mean, you that's have, just you absolutely must. have to win that. I one. mean, you can't. I let, meant the
4: one that they already lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah I mean, they I mean, lost.
5: Yeah, but but you are you also probably had the big L already written in Philadelphia, so yeah, it's true. They, they came back on that one. much. you might but have you had the
2: W on Tennessee. You want to know what's interesting on that note? Right now the Cowboys are 0-4 against teams with winning records. They're 4-1 against teams with losing records. Five of their last seven against teams with losing records. Huh. Well, they haven't been consistent, but it certainly lines up to where they you can uh, actually like, get on a roll here if they continue to do what they've been doing. It's all when people
3: me. come up with like different facts and like <laughs> stuff like that, graphics of like you uh, can
5: make them, you can make <laughs> stuff oh, yeah. anywhere you want. That's yes, the word can. I was looking for. You can stats. also say oh, yes, this team hasn't won a game <laughs> on the road uh, except I, for no what? against a team with a winning record, and
2: but I don't you don't just know try who,
3: to f- find a way to make it make sense. But, and
2: to be honest okay. with you, yeah. even if you go with that that's that stat, they have to still win one. I think they still got to win at least one of those games against winning record teams. Would be Washington and New Orleans. They got to beat Washington if they expect to win the division, because if not, that means that Washington would then have a tie break over them that's, and head to head. There's no way they get to the like, division without.
4: Them. I like where I like I like your chutzpah. Uh, yeah, this is how I see it. And Jason like Garrett it. wouldn't think this way. <laughs>
5: But you win this game to get to five and five. Yeah, you gotta beat the Redskins. You just That's have to six and five. Okay, six and six. Then you got then you got the Eagles. <laughs> you just jump right over that. They're not, way. It's just they not beating the Saints, even okay. though I know you're saying somebody's gonna beat them. And yeah, I just noticed did you know how close they were to being zero two. I mean, Cleveland had them beat, but they didn't beat them. So yeah. next thing you know, look at they're one of the best ever. Six and, they're and rolling six. Now. They got the Eagles coming back again. I still, I didn't, I don't think that. The Eagles are that good now. I really don't. I think the Cowboys got to because win because of the injuries?
2: One? I mean, I think yeah. the secondary has been so decimated. I think that's why the Cowboys had the success they did. Yes. I'm interested to see how that works against the defense, whether maybe they have a secondary still intact. It's not going to be this week because, as we'll talk about with the Atlanta defense, they've got a lot of injuries themselves. But then they got to face that Eagles team again, who's done pretty well this season against the pass. And they'll,
5: they'll uh, beat them. And, Seven and, and six. They'll split those middle two games. Even uh-huh. though you need to win them both, they won't. They'll be what seven, seven, eight and seven. They'll beat the Giants nine and seven. I think they'll win the NFC
2: East with a nine and seven. You record. think a nine and seven record? So they're going to go five and two down the stretch, in your opinion?
4: Yep. <laughs> that's and I'm glad you said that because that's That'd what be a heck of a run. That that's what has to happen because that's even if they win this game, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, Washington's six and three. So
2: they're three and they, four. Yeah. They only I actually gotta, think ten and six is going to win this division. I really. Yeah, I, definitely ten and six so I, I, think and the, I, I think the Cowboys' shot right now is they got to win. Six of, I mean, six of the last seven. They have to opinion. win at
4: least nine, if not ten. And yeah. I think we can all agree that the NFC East is not getting a wild card. Yeah, right. One of those is going to the NFC South, and then I would guess probably, North. probably the North. But yeah. in that scenario that I just said, at nine and seven,
5: that means the Redskins have to go three and four to get to nine and seven. You've tied them, but you'll you'll definitely have a better record in the division because you'd be five and one in the, in the division Yeah, if you, go, if you do if that you, route. If you go so. five and two?
4: Yeah, hmm. I don't know, it's going to be tough. I mean, Tampa and, and Indianapolis were kind of you know, they're it's amazing what going on the road and getting a win can do because I mean, <laughs> well, we what even what well, changes the but, conversation, yeah, but,
3: really but it does
5: no it it's it, that opens the door for them to walk through it right here against Atlanta. You don't win this game, I don't see those scenarios. Yeah, I can win six in a know? row. And This all that conversation
3: stuff. is pretty funny, it, it's funny, we'll but laugh. I mean, <laughs> I am. <laughs> But it's just funny <laughs> listening to you guys about talking this way. I started. It's it. possible. It's possible. He's driving
5: the car, and I just
4: yanked it in the ditch. All right. How many? On. How many of their losses are in the NFC? Carolina, Seattle, uh, Washington. That's it. Is that it? Yeah. Cause Tennessee, the other, Houston, Tennessee, Houston. Tennessee and
5: Houston. Houston. Yeah. So that that could be big. It's. It, if got, you're gonna split those two games, you better split. You better lose the Colts, and that's that well. But that, that's they the thing
2: is those tie breaks didn't come down when you start talking about. That's why they don't get in the wild cards because the teams that would probably be in the wild card they've already lost to yeah, Carolina, they've Carolina. already lost to Seattle. Like those are teams that'll yep. be right there firmly in that it's, hunt. I mean, it makes it
4: tough. They can't. They can't lose this game and expect to realistically make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an NFC team, puts them another game behind not only the Redskins but all the other
2: teams fighting for a wild card. So. Gotta win this. Win. They got their work Gamed. cut out for them. They absolutely do. Um, let's go through the injury report. As you guys mentioned yesterday, there were a ton of defensive linemen that were out yesterday. Um, catch us up on what we know at this point about uh, who's out and and what we're thinking is the status of those guys. It's mostly still bad. Malik
4: Collins returned to the field, <laughs> and everybody else is still out. Antoine Woods is out. Taco Charlton is out. Uh, Daniel Ross is out. And uh, David wait, when Irving. you're saying out, you're not, oh, you're not making the declaration no, out for the they're, game. Out gotcha. okay, yeah. they're out of practice today. Okay, they're out of
5: practice today. Woods had a concussion, yes. That was so surprising when I in the protocol read at this that? point, I guess. Yeah, what he's in, in the protocol, in? I guess, yes. at
3: this
2: point, which yeah,
3: that happened in the game. Sure, I guess. I, hope yes. so. I just I never noticed or kind of rowdy on those well, planes. <laughs> you said it was the
2: quietest plane, maybe he got knocked out. I mean, I
4: don't
3: know. It was just a surprising injury to see on the report for me. Yeah. At least. I, I wasn't expecting that.
4: But. I'm not ruling anybody out for the game, but it's Thursday. And if you haven't done something by Thursday, I, I I fully expect that they're gonna have to make a move. Um call up somebody from the practice squad, probably Christian Ringo and Aziz Chatou brought him Talking up to what they have
2: right now at defensive tackle. If they had to play today, who is well, available if, to them? If like, they, not, to, not I'm talking on the current active roster.
4: If they had to play today, uh you would guess malik can maybe do something for you uh tyrone can play defensive tackle but taco is also not available so he would probably have to play some end you got karan reed and am i forgetting somebody um those three are going to have to
5: play tackle and your ends are going to be armstrong gregory and and demarcus demarcus
2: lawrence there's six all you got. Yep, so you're gonna have to have more bodies if nothing else, I, just to have I mean, bodies.
4: Hold out hope for Friday, maybe, you know, if if Woods can get out of the protocol, at least, you know, it's not a phys you know, you don't want to make light of concussions, but it's not a physical ailment that keeps him from playing. So if he can clear the protocol, but like I said, I really yeah, I really think they'll have to do something with one of those defensive tackles just to have enough bodies to
2: play. Yeah. But and that could be a bit of a challenge too. I mean, you think about how this defense is played, I think the tackles are a big part of that. I think stopping the run, they've been really good. Mm-hmm. And I think they've been, at times, been able to get push up the middle um, that's affected passers. And you're talking about maybe the best passing attack, maybe, that you've seen all season? Yeah. I would say definitely. still
5: have your best pass rushers, though. Your, you know, your three yeah, but, best pass rushers you still have intact, right? But think about that, think? though. Yeah. When
2: you're talking about pass rushers, um, the, what makes, in my opinion, what makes pass rushers effective is is when they get a push because otherwise how many times do you see the defensive end going around the outside and the tackle just kind of rides them right around right around the quarterback because quarterback doesn't have to come out like they can just step right into the pocket. So if your tackles aren't getting pushed, uh, I mean well, it, one it of those hurt, three best pass rushers is
5: a tackle. Crawford. He's gonna yes, have he to be pushing.
2: And Malik will be there. So at least you're getting two guys who are starters. That's who you uh, thought would be the starters yeah, all right. year. So you got starters, <laughs> you just don't have anybody rotate in with them, which know, again can be part of a challenge.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's really more the depth is the thing that concerns me more than not having players. Like, yeah, we just three guys went down in one game four days ago. So, yeah.
2: Connor Williams, he was uh, limited yesterday with a knee injury. Uh, he missed the last game. Um, what are you guys hearing about him? And what are the chances that even if he's healthy, that he does not start this week?
5: No chance for that because he um, the Cowboys won't say that. He will be banged up or something. He won't be. They will be like they're not going to say he's completely healthy. He will not start. Garrett's not going to say that. Gary doesn't want to hurt the young guy's feelings or whatever like that. He's not going to do that. He's going to be like we're still working through some through some things and
4: we'll see. And you know he wasn't quite there yet. And we're
5: going to go with Stuifela. He played
4: well the other yeah. night
5: too. That's what he'll say.
4: And right. as annoying as it is when coaches lie to us, I appreciate it in this instance. I think that's the right way to play I it. I do too. Connor Williams has played well for the most part this year he's had his share of struggles um Xavier Suafilo handled one of the best defensive tackles they've played all year he did it with flying colors they played their best game on the ground he's coming off a knee scope there's no reason to rush him out there see what you got okay
2: so let me project three weeks from now let's assume that he's still if, sitting no, there and suefilo's playing well if he doesn't he can't keep saying the injury right No, and it's the... Hey, we've seen this before.
5: What'll happen is Connor Williams will read a statement in front of all the people,
2: (laughs) and he'll (laughs) say, listen, guys... Two years ago today, by the way. (laughs) It was? Two years ago today? Yeah.
4: Really? Two years to the day?
2: Yeah. Was that really a aww? Aw.
3: It's so sad. (laughs) Aw. No, that's...
4: Football is a meritocracy, as a a veteran quarterback once told me. Indeed it is. If they go to Atlanta and just pile drive these guys and run for 200 yards... It's Suofilo's hey, job, and that that's the what I'm looking at, at. And, and and Connor Williams will understand that he's been playing football his whole life. It's it, it assuming romance game. Assuming this happens, which we got to see it. Let's be fair, but assuming that happens, it's not an indictment on Connor Williams' ability or his future. It's just these things happen in football, right. and right. he'll have four more or three more years worth of opportunities to to do, to be there. It's fine. You want some irony to this
5: whole thing? If sure. this goes down this way. So thirteen years ago, I don't care how old you guys were, but thirteen years ago, two thousand five. Yeah. It Wasn't the very long ago. Cowboys had drafted a second round pick in Jacob Rogers to yeah. play Remember to that? play right tackle or left tackle or whatever. But before that, they had picked up a guy who had been a first round pick, but he was kind of going through injuries and stuff like that, and they just picked him up, see if he'll be good, and then he ends up Actually starting that year and then started the next seven years because he really, his first round talent finally got to that level. Indeed. That guy was Mark Colombo, who is now the offensive line coach to this situation as the Cowboys have a second round pick and a former high second, which is very similar to what Colombo was drafted. If it goes down. Funny
4: how life works.
5: Way. But. Connor Williams has showed more ounce of fight in like his first practice than Jacob Rogers ever showed in the two years that he was here. So I don't want to compare those two guys. It's like a that. great problem to have. Connor now. Williams is going to play yeah. somewhere. He's something I don't know.
4: am actually I'm writing. It's not. I'm not done with it, but I'm writing about this in my column. Like I said, it's not a long term indictment of Connor Williams. He needs more time to get ready. Again we've how many we've seen this three or four times before already. Uh, Xavier Suafilo was the first pick of the second round. Like this is not some scrub. Like he is a talented guy. Mm-hmm. They plugged him into a line that has a lot of talent going back to a scheme that they're familiar with. Like it makes sense that he would play well here. Yeah. Uh, it also makes it, you know, like, well, why didn't they do this the first seven, eight weeks of the year It's like, well, it also makes sense that you want the guy you spent a second round pick on to get acclimated as quickly as possible and contribute as yeah. quickly as possible. Like, all of these things make sense. Like, hindsight, it can be so dangerous. Like, it doesn't make you dumb that you tried it one way. And, it you know, it, and it doesn't make you dumb for not going back to that. I, I like Suofilo, and I, and I think that he
5: actually will be the starter. I really, that's what I believe. But let's not forget that Chaz Green filled in for Tyron Smith for a couple of weeks, played well. And we had pretty high expectations yeah. of what he could do. And, Felt great about And him. it didn't really work out. Obviously, so I'm just saying. Let's see. So, you know, there's a reason Houston cut Suafield. Let's see, or no, they didn't cut him. They let him go. They just didn't they let him go him. through his contract.
4: Tennessee cut him.
5: Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, but I I just I don't know. I have this feeling about him that he's going to be pretty good. I do too. I really
4: do. Great thing is we'll get. I I we'll find out. I'll bet I bet you fifty dollars he
2: starts in Atlanta, and we'll find we'll get to find out. So. Yeah. And the the thing about it is I I keep just going back to. It, was, it wasn't just that he played well last week. It was that he played well against that guy. Fletcher Cox? That matters so much in the grand scheme of all. If he plays well this weekend, I'll be like, huh, okay. Because there's not a guy that's across from him that you're like, that is a stud that he's going to have a hard time with. That's what we all thought last week going up against Fletcher Cox. And he did a very, yep. very nice job.
4: Uh, Zach Martin and Tyron Smith are both back to practice, too. I expect them to Which is expected, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into Dave's scouting report. Uh, today, we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons defense uh, unit that was young and very and, and pretty good last year. I shouldn't say very good, but pretty good last year. Um, but they've been, had some injuries. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
3: If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a
1: Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less Cancel. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk
0: When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football.
2: Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk some Atlanta Falcons versus Dallas Cowboys this Sunday. Noon game. Dave, talk to us about this Atlanta Falcons defense. Okay. They're not very good. Oh, wow. That's fast.
4: 30th in total yards per game, 30th against the pass, 21st against the run, and 29th in scoring. Which,
2: I think like we that. should just forfeit this whole guy. Like, just say no. It's not I mean, hey,
4: every time I say somebody's bad,
2: they, they show up.
4: They show up, and every time I say somebody's <laughs> good, we the Cowboys dominate them. So, so maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. Maybe we should
2: just kill this whole segment. I, I, hey, that was,
4: <laughs> my week would be so less, much less stressful if I didn't have to do this. Honestly, but. Uh, No, I mean, to be fair to the Falcons, they're dealing with some injuries. And that's literally line one for this week for me is, is Deion Jones going to be back or not? Uh, He broke his foot in the season opener. He's a pro bowler, went to LSU. That's kind of what we do. We put out pro bowl players. Um, Claiborne. (laughs) <laughs> All right. That's what. How, who's leading the NFL in the uh, past Oh, here chances. we go. Who's here leading we the NFL? Did you know that? I
2: know. No, I don't even know. He's care. got more
4: PBUs than anyone in football. Okay. Mo, baby.
2: <laughs> Mo, Claiborne. Where is he now? He's with
4: the Jets. Brady Jones. <laughs> He's with the Jets. Pro, uh, I, that is a decade ago. I yeah. mean, we don't have to do this. Deion Jones is one of the best young linebackers in football. Got it. He broke his foot in the season opener. Uh, he is back on the roster. He was limited yesterday. I don't know if he's going to play. They say they're going to be cautious with him, but he is a difference maker, and I'm sure if they think he can go, they will throw him out there. Um, mm-hmm. He's undersized, but he's fast. Uh, he sideline-to-sideline side speed. Like, I don't know that he can single-handedly turn this thing around for the Falcons, but he can definitely make a difference. Uh, they also don't have Keanu Neal, which literally – they, the middle of their defense was such a strength with Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones, and Keanu Neal, and they lost two of the three within the first two weeks of the season. Neal's not coming back. Jones might be back. Um, ironically, the guy that replaced Keanu Neal, Demonte Kazee, is leading the league in interceptions right now. So they do have talent, but this is...
2: If that's the case, then why are they having such problems?
4: That's Honestly... I'm, the, I'm, okay, injuries is one, but then like guys that you used to be able to count on, like, don't have it this year. Uh, I don't have a great answer for you. I mean, their d- pass
2: rusher hasn't been great, right? Vic
4: Beasley has fallen off the map. Uh he's got a sack, a sack. Wow, one more than Nick. Yeah, wow. I'm talking about a guy who, like, we all do actually led the <laughs> We're league talk about that all pro. Oops. I think I think he had sixteen the year the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, just. Doesn't have it this year. Whether that's because he can't be double teams, or or is that what he's seeing a lot of? I well, mean, and what you saw? No, because no. Takaris McKinley, who you might remember as a Cowboys target, has six sacks. Like he's having a great year. Yeah. So, defenses ha- ha- defense is tack. What's that? Yes, I tack. Tack. Uh, so I, no, I don't buy that. And Jack Crawford, who you also probably yes. remember, is having himself a nice season. He's got four sacks playing defensive tackle. There's always that. They kind have of three, three player. former, yeah, former Cowboys over there. Who's the
5: third? Well, I don't know who the second is for
4: you. Terrell <laughs> McClain? Oh, my oh, I forgot. Uh, who? Terrell McClain. Oh, they all, you know. The he, defensive tackle? Yeah. You know who's on this team?
2: I thought he was out of football.
5: Bruce.
2: Bruce Carter. Carter. I saw that. I saw
4: him on the injury report. Which he's not. <laughs> uh,
3: you got so excited saying yeah, that. I saw him on the
4: injury report. Yeah, like, I forgot, I forgot yeah. about Terrell McLean. to be honest with you. He didn't. Bruce is Carter he was. No, he's not hurt. He just He's a rotational guy. Bruce
5: Carter okay. was Jalen Smith before Jalen Smith, right? That's what they
2: said. Well, he Played. wasn't going. Are you to, talking about before he got to before he got here? What people said about him?
5: No, I'm just saying he was a second round draft pick oh, okay. that was coming off a knee injury. Yeah, and that's why he he's fell. never as talented. No, he wasn't. <laughs> as he Jamie did. Smith. Funny stat about Bruce Carter. Yeah, he blocked four punts in one game in college. How about that? Four punts Uh-oh. in one game. I mean, double team him at some point.
4: <laughs> yeah, by the third or fourth one, you just literally like four punts, everybody block him. I like Bruce. Go ahead their pass rush is bad. Uh, they have 17 sacks as a team. That's 28th in the league. Mm. Even with Tack having a night. Yeah, Beasley's not helping Tack. Um and and your secondary suffering for it because, you know, 2 years ago Desmond Trufant and Robert Alford were were very highly thought of. I and mean, of course they were. You make a run of the Super Bowl. Everybody gets inflated. But they're not I mean, maybe it's cuz they don't have a pass rush. Maybe it's just because it's hard to play cornerback in the NFL, but they're not having nice seasons again. I mean, they're giving up 300 yards per game, mm. and this goes. I mean, you know, this isn't just this isn't just because of who they're playing. Like Washington, who has been similarly aerially challenged, like the Cowboys, they threw for 300. Granted, that's a game that they lost 38 to 14, so you're going to be throwing a lot more, but still hit the 300. Wait, yard who hunt. lost? The Redskins, Redskins got blown won. out by the Falcons a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, Tampa threw for 400 on them. New York threw for 400
2: on them. Tampa's throwing for that much on everybody.
4: Oh, I know. New York, who and that was a close game. New York, the Giants. Okay, threw for 372. Yeah. Uh, Even you know, Cleveland only threw for 216, but Baker Mayfield only threw three incompletions in that game. He finished with a 151 rating. So I'm sure it all works in tandem. Pass rush isn't getting home, and that's hurting the secondary. But um, I'm going to be. I want to see you know, much like the Eagles, I want to see how the Cowboys throw against these guys because they should be able to. Uh, and if Tyron Smith is in the game, which he's back at practice, so knock on wood, like I don't think Dak is going to get sacked eight times. I would get probably, probably two, three or four based seems on to be
2: what they're doing every week, the right? trend. Yeah. But I go with eight. I, I would hope not. My God. How many times does that happen in like in league history? How many times does that happen? Uh, it's not An the. it's not the game? eight. It's not the eight that jumps that off the, the page. same guy. It's
4: the six from one guy. Cause I mean. Matt and just a
2: regular guy. This was not Reggie White. Matt right? Stafford
4: got sacked 10 times by Minnesota the other day and uh Joe Flacco was sacked 11 times. No, I'm sorry. Marcus Mariota was sacked 11 times by Baltimore. So
2: Are sacks up this year? Cuz it seems it like there've been some a lot of there've been a few games where you've seen a lot of sacks. I couldn't tell you. I just wonder if there's a but, trend that's starting just because there's so much passing happening around the league is our sacks up as a result, but
4: I really like this and, you know, famous last words, I'm sorry, but like, I'm just looking, I watched two and a half games of these guys and like the Cowboys should be able to run. Like, I think you can, you can bulldoze these guys out of the way. Tack McKinley's a good player, but I think he's, he's far more useful as a pass rusher at this point in his career. I don't think he's as well-rounded as like a Demarcus Lawrence that he's going to make serious hay in the run game. Uh, Grady Jarrett is a great pass rushing defensive tackle. I don't think he's like this amazing space eater. Which side is he going to be lined up on my
2: majority of time?
4: Three tech. So, I mean, take your pick, but I mean, is is this going to be a, I would guess going to be
2: an equally challenging game for
4: Suofilo. No. Close. Grady Jarrett's a good player. Right. Not a great player. Fletcher Cox is something else. Right. I mean. He's in, He's not on Aaron Donald's level. I don't think anybody is right now. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to say anybody. Fletcher either. Cox is a different. And that's. But he's
2: definitely. He's probably the next closest. I, the other day I was talking about. It, I was like, I don't know that I can think of another defensive tackle between Donald and Fletcher Cox. Like I think that's probably one two. I would guess. Tampa. McCoy. That guys, I pretty good know. over there. Is he better than? Is he better than? No. Is he better than him? Though? I
4: think I would probably take those two if I was starting a team. Yeah. Uh, Flet- Cox and. And Donald for sure. Um,
2: If
5: if David Irving would just stay healthy or (laughs) or be right up there on the field,
4: sure, he would
5: be. He really would be. He's got more talent than probably some of those guys you just mentioned. He just doesn't
2: have the consistency. He doesn't have it. And we see it every year. For those few games he plays, yeah, he's just he can be dominant. Now there's also some games we've seen where he can be absent. Like you're he's there, he's playing, but he's just not. I get what you're saying, but a whole lot.
4: I can't go there. I I mean we've seen we've seen flashes and like he's had some amazing performances he's been really impressive but like Aaron Donald has literally destroyed everything that's been put in front of him oh since he was like 19 yeah. and I'm going I'm going back to college he's like the most decorated player in pit history which Really one of them if he I mean I you know he didn't win the Heisman but he, he racked up every freaking thing else you can win at defensive tackle. Yeah. And that's not when Pitt was good, when Dorsett and Marino were there. This is
2: <laughs> doormat Pitt. That's a long time ago. Yeah. So, no, he's, I mean, Larry Fitz. No, and if you watch yeah. him play, well, yeah, it's Fitz rare Fitz really. you watch a defensive tackle wreak that much havoc. But it's like Warren Sapp used to do. Like, you would just watch and watch the defensive tackle position because you knew on every play he had the potential yeah. to do something big.
4: I, I think it, it'll be big. It'll be big for the Falcons if Deion Jones can come back. But even I mean Hey. I, I, I the another another bit you know, I Vic Beasley's having a, a terrible season by his standards, but uh Lyle Collins has has struggled. That's he's primarily a left side guy. You know, I'm sure, you know, Falcons talk is like, Well, maybe this is a favorable matchup. Well, you know, Lyle Collins has <laughs> figured out has lost a step so it's something to watch, but Falcons I mean Falcons talk. This is his this is his favorite this is as, favor- this is as that could good better than that. This is as good as I've felt about an opposing defense in a while. I mean, you know, even I I wasn't super impressed by Tennessee's, but you know, they had Jarrell Casey, they had
2: some guys there that give you pause, whereas I don't I don't I just But it I, sounds like you it's more about how they're playing than the player, because it sounds like some of these guys have been traditionally pretty good players. They're just right now not playing well for whatever reason, or not playing exceptionally as they had in the past. They're playing horribly. Yeah. Across the board. And so I mean that's
4: I, I fully expect. I think Suafilo is going to play well. I think if the Cowboys can't run on this team, then I don't know. I don't know what happened basically, and I think that should set everything else up. I don't. Dax not going to throw for four hundred yards, but they don't want him to. But there should be plays there against these guys. So bottom line. How about this
5: stat? This is just I don't even know what this stat means, but penalty yards. The Cowboys have four hundred and fifty-eight penalty yards against them. Four ninety nine for the Falcons. That's about the same. Opponent penalty yards, Cowboys three thirty nine, the Falcons six forty six. So teams that are playing the Falcons are being penalized six hundred and forty six yards. That's double what the Cowboys have. Cowboys like, gotta be
2: toward the bottom of the league. So as far as how like many why? did he
3: get last game? Zero. Zero?
2: Big old donut which is curious in and of itself. Right, but. yeah. But
5: 646, like what does that mean? Like a bunch of pass interference penalties? That's like probably that's flakes? probably a lot
2: of it. I mean, think about the that's guys they got. Watch. The best part of their team, I think, is their their receivers. That's where you probably got the yeah. most talent on that team. And they'll go downfield. So think about that's how many – I mean, penalties. that's where you can get 40, 50 yards penalty. on yeah. a penalty, right? Cause it
5: doesn't sound like those guys are being hard to block, but they're just getting held every time.
2: Which – and
4: that raises a, the, another key component. Go back to yesterday, red zone, Cowboys defense, Falcons offense, like the, the tenor of this game can change completely if the Falcons are just zipping downfield. I mean, if you get yourself in a 14 to three hole or a 21 to nothing hole that changes the complexion of everything. Zeke says every week we got to start fast. We got to start fast. That would be I mean, you know, I'm not expecting you to build up a huge lead against such an explosive team, but. You can't afford to fall behind against that offense and let the defense change the way they play. Take the ball. No, but I wouldn't hate it as much as I have in other weeks.
2: Yeah, I still, I would still defer. I would still defer too, but
5: I, I wouldn't hate it. I happened. just love the possibility of the turnaround. That. Like, like that's
2: why
4: that's, I always no, would say it would differ. The you you know you can double a point. It exactly. It's it's too big of a, a flip to know that yeah. you're getting the ball coming out of halftime. But if they took the ball in this game, I would
2: be like, eh, all right, I get it. Yeah. I mean, the good part is, I mean, if you do that, then you know, even if you're down, you got two opportunities right there, back to back. If it all works out like that, you get two opportunities back to back to maybe catch up. Mm-hmm. If you're ahead. It's gravy. Like that means you got two opportunities to get points that puts you farther ahead before they touch the ball again. I just think that th- there's no other part of the game that gives you that kind of advantage un- than deferring.
5: The only thing I don't like is if teams, and I think the Cowboys have done this when they get the ball to start the third quarter, it changes their aggressiveness. And at the end of the half, like still go down and, and still you know forty seconds to go, still try to go get that field goal. Doesn't matter if you're getting the ball.
2: I would actually turn around and come out of halftime in no huddle. The same way, like my two minute drill, I would run it coming out of halftime, with with the adjustments that I'm gonna make and the types of people, the types of matchups I want to exploit, and try to catch them off guard there and try to get that quick score. I I just think there's such an opportunity there when you get the ball at the end and at the beginning of well,
5: of the half. It's your call. I mean, whoever Crawford, I mean tails, tails never sorry, fails.
3: Sorry if you already said this, Dave, and I just missed it. But how how is their defense in the red zone? Oh
4: crap! I don't. Know. I didn't look at oh, those. Oh, sorry. Numbers. I'm sorry. I'm no, just curious because that
3: obviously that is one of the things that the Cowboys often has yeah. been struggling no, with. No, that's
4: is- that's a that's a great. It is a very good question, and it's my personal failure that I don't have answer. I'm not being sarcastic. like I just dropped the ball. We
2: do this show every day, so why don't you have it for us tomorrow? We'll All talk right. a little bit more about it I can probably get the answer for you by the time we get back for the awesome. next break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. we got our, our guy Steve Buchanan from DraftKings going to be joining us here in our third segment talk a little bit of fantasy football. Then we get back, and uh, Dave will tell us a little bit more about this red zone defense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is Cowboys.com radio.
0: While a player can look good on paper,
1: Back to the
2: break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We just had Cowboys a conversation football. about
5: Star Wars that didn't involve Kent. Kent probably could have dominated oh, that sure conversation. I'm sure Kent have been all
2: in on that. He's definitely a Star Wars guy. Yeah. What
3: was
5: um, that about? <laughs> we <We're> talking <laughs> <What was> about, <laughs> about the fact that they're not really in order. And that they, they revealed them four, five, six, yeah. one, two, three, seven, eight. Can, but you don't have to really...
1: You don't really have to watch...
5: Episodes one, two, and three. I think right. you are good. You don't you, have to watch. Skip them at all, over yeah. those. Yeah. We we asked if if she could. Uh, oh, basically how we started talking about this is Amber. Yeah, is the fact that I didn't really like the the name Falcon Talk. So I thought they will have a cover four over there in Atlanta where they have a kind of a younger group, millennials, and they call their show Millennial Falcons. That's what they call it. And then we asked Amber if she could name one character, and she said Darth Vader. And that's yeah. it.
4: Nice. That's how it starts. Ken, as a mo- yeah. I mean. As a movie buff and a Star Wars fan, like you and I both are, I don't think you could be in a room with three people that know less about oh, no. Star Wars <laughs> no, no, no. than I am no, right now. No no, yeah. no, no, no. No. You, you know all about Star no, Wars? No. Yeah. Nick Nick yeah, likes it. Eve, but, uh, but, okay,
5: but I am not. Greedo, I mean, I had him as Derek a kid. And Amber,
2: Derek and Amber are bringing Boba you Fent, down yeah. right now, though. I, I saw I when I was a kid, I saw one of them, and yeah. that's about it. It's about i can't remember I much
3: could from it draw characters out of my mind i could visualize them <laughs> i can't tell you the story behind it but yeah. i have a
4: This actually hey yeah. i wish is... i could experience star wars at her age this is a great. fitting <laughs> topic of conversation because it's the star you know yeah. star wars to go... y'all
2: gonna make me actually want to go and just kind of watch them all and you bang should. through them like one just put them on skip my Skip the first three the
4: most recent ones are pretty good too skip yeah. the first three the originals are the best and then the new ones
2: are okay Right. The new All ones right. are pretty good. We got our buddy uh, Steve Buchanan from DraftKings <laughs> on the line. Talk a little fantasy football with us. How you doing, Steve?
6: Good. And uh, you can't talk the original three. That's where it ends for me. That's <laughs> it.
5: There
2: you go. Totally agree.
5: So agree. You're, nice. you're saying, Steve, that um, Jar Jar Binks is not, you know, on your fantasy
6: team? Yeah, that was it for me. Uh, yeah. Jar Jar Binks with the, gets the ultimate cut, never to be. Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: never again. add. Yeah, drop forever. <laughs> hey, I, I will not ask you about kickers this week. <laughs> So I won't ask yeah, you. Know you. I
6: don't mind. I don't mind a curveball every once in a while, you know?
5: But I am going to ask you about a punter because Chris Jones is average. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead, Derek.
2: I did have a question for you, though. I wanted to start with a Cowboys matchup this week, Cowboys sure. playing the Falcons. Um, and I was looking at a guy like Austin Hooper who has had – he's been a pretty good tight end in fantasy throughout the year. A little bit inconsistent, but I think most tight ends, except for the top two, are pretty can be inconsistent at times. That being said, looking at what Zach Ertz was able to do to the Cowboys last week, how effective do you think a guy like Austin Hooper will be, not just from a fantasy standpoint, but just as a matchup for the Cowboys? How do you think they'll deal with a guy like Austin Hooper?
6: Yeah, you know, Hooper has been a guy who's just been wildly inconsistent, you know, like you said, like you said just from the t- tight end position to begin with. But he's seen a ton of targets as a late. He saw 11 last week against the Browns caught 10 of them but the problem is that he just doesn't get utilized enough in the red zone that i'm looking at him on a more consistent basis i mean i feel like the cowboys have been pretty much inconsistent with ends as a whole as it is but uh yeah who has they've been leaning on a lot lately but they're actually starting to remember that Julio jones is on that team and they're starting to go to him a little bit more in the red zone because he hasn't scored almost all season long but he's finally scored two weeks in a row so, definitely don't mind Hooper, but uh, yeah, he's someone that can kind of sneak through the cracks
5: there as well. And you guys are doing your projections of each week, and you got Julio Jones there, and as a guy that hadn't been catching a lot of touchdowns until recently, like, do you, do you think, okay, he's going to snap out of it this week, or this week he's going to snap out of it? I mean, like, how do, you, how do you project a guy that has been so good for so long, but he's kind of maybe been in a touchdown slump?
6: I mean, it's maddening. I mean, it's absolutely maddening that by far the most talented guy on their team and they're just not utilizing him in the red zone. What's been saving him all season long, though, is that he's still getting oh, yeah. those targets. I mean, he's averaging over 10 a game this season, but he's just getting those yards. I mean, you look at what he's done over the past four weeks. He's had over 104 receiving yards in all of those games. So even though he wasn't reaching the end zone, he was still doing it from a fancy perspective because he's utilized so much in that game. It just feels like nobody can stop him. I mean, no matter what juncture or what team he's facing, he still ends up getting it done. So, believe me, it was maddening for the first uh, eight weeks of the season where he just wasn't reaching the end zone. But the, the consolation prize, if you want to call it that, was he was still c- c- scoring those fantasy points and you know keeping him relevant.
2: We got Steve Buchanan here from DraftKings talking a little fantasy football with us, as we do every Thursday uh, in the third segment. Amari um, Cooper, he's a guy that, that obviously got to the Cowboys a few weeks ago. Has hasn't had numbers that are off the charts, but I think he's played a really important role for this team, and you can see some of the results of having him on the field. Is he at a point yet, from a fantasy standpoint, that he is a you know that he is a guy you would start each and every week, knowing that if any receiver is going to do anything for the Cowboys, it's probably going to start with him.
6: Absolutely, I mean to be totally honest, and he's actually one of my favorite plays of the week. The Cowboys Falcons game altogether. It's just so chock full of fantasy goodness this week. It feels like because there's just so many good plays in there, and Cooper has to be one of them. I mean, last week the Falcons allowed the least amount of receiving yards to opposing teams, but that's because they're getting absolutely torched on the ground. Because otherwise, they're averaging over 170 receiving yards to opposing receivers on the season. And Cooper, how he's priced—only 5400. This is a guy who's you know been averaging just about 18 targets since he came over with the Cowboys. I mean, he's been he's just for Dak Prescott, it feels like, because Prescott has just been leaning on him, and he's such a great playmaker, and it just, overall, this, this offense looks so much better than it has, and you guys know more than anybody how it looks now. Just even like what Zeke Elliott has been doing as of late, I think it has so much to do with just this offense just absolutely clicking right now. And this is such a great spot for them against the Falcons.
2: All right,
4: Steve, I got a really general question for you. Um, how do you weigh the talent of a player versus the how favorable the matchup is. Case in point, yeah, so I, that, uh, it, go ahead, sorry. It,
6: it definitely has to be taken into consideration, and one of the things I, um, I, I like to allude to is James Conner with, um, with the Steelers. He was in a matchup the other week against the Ravens, where the Ravens have been one of the best run defenses in the league. So you look at that and you say, well, Conner is a talented player, but that defense is so good. In turn, Conner goes out and rushes for 107 yards, has several receptions on nine targets, so, for me it's I like to just take a look at the whole general perspective for the defense. What have they done all season long? And I have to give it to the defense because obviously these players obviously in different matchups every single week, and we know Connor is talented, but the mashup just didn't set up well, and then he goes and has a game like it is. So it's definitely tough. You have to pick and choose your battles here. But that was one that really stood out to me because everybody was so down on Connor two weeks ago because of how good the Ravens were, and then he goes out and has one of his best games of the season. So that's just so tough, really, to, to really distinguish between those two.
2: Hey, Steve, real quick before we let you get out of here, I have a personal question for my fantasy team. Of course. Kenny Galladay playing Carolina or Tyler Boyd at Baltimore? Which way would you go?
6: I'd have to go with Galladay because especially Marvin Jones didn't practice again today, so it looks like Galladay's going to be the number one guy. The problem with Boyd is that he, he's going up against that Ravens defense, and they've been so good. But without A.J. Green, we've only seen it for one week, yeah. we just saw how bad that Bengals offense looks without yep. Green. They're able to go after Boyd. They're able to go after John Ross. So Galladay potentially being the number one receiver overall, no Jones, obviously no more Golden Tate. Hey, you have to like Galladay, and that's spot. Awesome. Love it. All right, man, we
2: appreciate you joining us, Steve. We'll be back uh, next Thursday. We'll have you on in our third segment again. We'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not.
3: <laughs> we <laughs> Maybe appreciate
2: not. you. That's Steve Buchanan uh, man, hey, with. Hey,
6: hey, Cowboys taking it down this week. Cool. I'm liking
2: it. I'm sorry. What was that?
6: I like the Cowboys this week. I think they're going to take down the Falcons. All right, hey. awesome. that's what Dave
2: just told us too. So there is. We'll
4: see if that works. There is a. All right,
6: guys. Have a good one. All right, all right, you, you too.
4: There is a snowball effect going on. Like a lot of people. Are liking, the are liking the Cowboys, considering it's a 4-5 and five
2: team yeah. going on the road where they are 1-4 on the year. Well, you know why the it same. is? It, I think it's because you the, everybody so keeps looking <laughs> Everybody keeps looking at two things, and that's one of them. That's I think one. the first thing is Amari Cooper, Amari and, so and since Amari Cooper's been here, you've seen defenses have to loosen up a little bit, and just the threat of him being there has forced defenses to change a little bit of how they're playing. And then on top of that, last week what you saw with Suofila, you saw that offensive line for the— probably maybe the first time this season be the dominant offensive line that that you expected when you first came into the year. So now people are starting to say, well, maybe the Cowboys can get rolling. Here. I think it's a little bit easier than that. I think people want to believe that's, maybe.
4: All, that's all there is to it. Because, I mean, and, and I'm one of them. I'm, spoiler alert, I'm very likely going to pick the Cowboys. Like, very likely. Because I, I was incredibly impressed by what I
2: saw in Philly. Yeah. But they had Amari when they – sucked against Tennessee. True. So. But the offensive line wasn't as good, and True. that's the difference. Like True. When you've shored up now those two different things, that changes things in a lot of people's minds. Can I know?
5: clarify a little bit there? Hopefully Steve is still listening because I – it sounded like I was like, we'll see if you'll come oh, back. Oh,
2: you were making a joke because they're
4: playing on Thanksgiving. And you right. didn't think and about Derek it. Derek didn't, didn't pick up on it. No,
5: I was <laughs> right. forging ahead. I'm we'll not We'll see if we talk that. to him
2: on our show on Thursday. Because we will not we probably have a won't show be doing on one. Thursday. But we, we will have news. Steve back the next time we do have yes. the, poti- the oh, ability but to. We won't have a show for the next two Thursdays. Well, I hmm. mean. I guess he so can call on a win something. He can call on a can twr- ask Friday, Garrett, maybe a Friday.
4: When it's going to be <laughs> Thursday next week. <laughs> to answer AG's question, yeah. the Falcons are 30th in the league in 30. red zone defense. 75% of the time when the opposing offense gets into the red zone, they give up a touchdown. Mm. They're bad. This is going to be a high-scoring good. game. I mean, famous last words, because like, every time I say something, it's the opposite. So, like, <laughs> get ready for the Falcons to win 23-16 to 16 or some crap, but... <laughs> I, I can't think of a reason why the Cowboys shouldn't be able to move the ball. I, I can't.
2: Agree. All right, we're going to we appreciate you guys. Jonas will be back tomorrow. We'll tell you guys what's going to happen. Dave has already given his pick, but the rest of us will give our picks mm-hmm. and uh, we'll make sure we get you ready for the game. Tellin' for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm and Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been the break. Live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this Cowboys?